Today we continue moving through our Old Testament greatest hits. Uh, we started that last week, and we'll do that for the next several weeks until we get to the season of Advent. And if you were with us last week, it was the Moses story, the call of Moses, and God saying to Moses, I see you. I know you. I will be who I will be. And then Moses ends up starting this task, this unimaginable task, but shored up by the promises of God who says, I will be who I will be. So last week, from an 80-year-old to this week's story, uh, probably a 13-year-old, we meet this kind-hearted priest, Eli. He's mentored and single-parented and cared for Samuel since he was two years old. And if you know the backstory here, it's because um, Samuel means God has heard. And Samuel was whose son? Hannah. Yes. And Hannah prayed for a child and, 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 and said in her prayer that, God, if you pull through on this thing, I will dedicate my child to the work of the Lord. And so lo and behold, Samuel's born and Hannah brings um, Samuel to priest Eli when he's two years old. So now, we, now we're 10 years later in the story. Eli has been caring for Samuel. Samuel's growing up in the house of the Lord. He, he cleans, he polishes, he runs errands for Eli. And now as a teenager, he sleeps in the temple. And he trims and watches the candle in the temple of the Lord so that the light does not flicker out. It's kind of like us with our communion table. Every Sunday we light these candles, not just for fun, but because we still believe 3,000 years later that this symbol is powerful, that the light of the world is here. And we want to remember that the light of the world is with us as we worship together from week to week. So Samuel also sleeps near the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant is this, uh, again, an artifact or a symbol that represents God's presence with God's people. A large box with handles on it that would be carried to different places of worship and um, uh, ordained with gold paint and lovely carvings. It's kind of similar to our communion table that we have in kind of the center of our worship space, that we believe that as we gather around this table um, for communion, as we eat of the table of the Lord, we believe and we remember God's presence with us. So these symbols that were a part of the Old Testament aren't just old and left behind, but we carry these symbols as Christians into year after year of our life together. So in the midst of this ordinary night, God shows up and calls to Samuel. The teenager rouses. Have you ever tried to rouse a teenager? It's a slow work. Usually, it's a slow work. So imagine, or maybe you can remember when you were 13 or 14, how quickly you rose in the morning. And so Samuel rises, he, he scurries down the hall because he thinks Eli's calling him. He shakes Eli at his bedside, and Eli, of course, responds and says, It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. Go back to sleep. And we hear this happens two more times. Um, 
and after three times of Samuel being at Eli's bedside, Eli has this revelation, right? It's like, oh, I get it. Yes, the word of the Lord has been rare, and I have not heard this, this word for a long time, but that's it. It's God speaking. Next time, Samuel, the answer is not run to my bedside. The answer is, shh, listen. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's your prayer next time. And so for the fourth time, God calls. Samuel responds, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I am speaks. I am, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. So as we reflect on today's story and try to live in the world of this story and try to live out of the world of this story as we do week after week as we read the scriptures, I've got some good news. The good news is that this is a call story. And all of us are called, regardless of age. And so on an intergenerational Sunday, it's good to remind us of that, right? It's not just the old people who get called to do work or to speak on behalf of the Lord. It's the young people too. And in this story, it's teenagers. Any teenagers in the house, raise your hand. If you're a teenager, raise your hand. Let's look at the teenagers around us. Yes, you teenagers are also, theoretically, God's calling you too, not just us old people. And maybe you don't have a paid work to do as a young person or a teenager or a child, but you might have this call to be a son or to be a daughter, to be a child, to be a student. And in that call to do as God is kind of moving your heart to do. So we all are called. That's the good news. Now, the unsettling news is that as we're called, we're also called to speak, to speak forth on behalf of God. And we don't, we haven't heard the message that Samuel got from God. You can read that in verses 12 to 20. But we do know that whatever message Samuel was getting, it was going to cause the ears of the people to tingle. I think that's the only time tingle is used in the Bible, right? Can you think of another place where tingle is used in the Bible? Like, what a cool word. (laughs) We get to speak forth on God's behalf, but some of the things that we speak forth will make the ears of those who hear it tingle. And if you read verses 12 to 20, the tingling isn't just, oh, I love you, you're so lovely, you don't need to do anything, it's great. But sometimes God likes to shake things up through words that tingle. And so I was playing with that word a bit this week because I think sometimes God wants us to speak words that stingle, that maybe ring and tingle the ear, but they might sting a bit too. And um, we might reflect on voices in our world or even in our congregation that are stinging a bit or pushing and pressing a bit. And we want to be open to those voices too. I, I'm, 
I, I thought globally of that teenager, Greta Thunberg. And not everyone's a Greta Thunberg fan, I recognize that. But there's something intriguing about this 16-year-old who spoke for her generation, on behalf of her generation, and spoke passionately, and I would say delivered some stinging words. And some of our world leaders responded, even put, started putting policy into place because of a 16-year-old. So remember those teenagers that have already raised their hand? You can change the world. But us older people need to listen. We need to humble ourselves. Listen and respond. And so, we're all called. We're called to speak on behalf of God. Maybe words of justice, words of mercy, words of equality, words of hope. And in some ways, we're all like Eli and Samuel, and it all swirls together. And so I thought as we are together intergenerationally, we might pray intergenerationally too. But first, I want you to think about your life and think about how you need some Elis in your life or you need some Samuels in your life or Maybe you can think about how ways you are Eli in other people's lives or maybe ways that you are Samuel in other people's lives. I was thinking about my life this week and I turned 50 a year ago and, and that was a big number in my brain. Um, and so I don't feel that young anymore. <laughs> Though I'm the youngest child of six in my family so I'll forever be the baby, which I love. And so I'm the baby 50-year-old Ryan. It's awesome. Um, but but I, I was thinking and reflecting, yeah, there's ways that I'm an Eli voice to some people, try to be a wisdom person, a mentoring voice. But I still need Eli voices in my life. And even this past week at Taylor Chapel, one of my mentoring voices um, spoke at chapel, and she shared this great quote from James Finley. And the quote goes like this. The love of God protects us from nothing, but sustains us in everything. I need to hear that Eli voice in my life this week. The love of God protects us from nothing, but sustains us in all things. And we will live the rest of our lives trying to embrace that promise. But then I think sometimes I'm still a Samuel voice. In some rooms, I'm still the young punk that they they say, what does Ryan know? He's just such a young kid. But I need to enter those places and still be the voice of Samuel, maybe kind of poke and prod and be a little stingy. And then I also need to listen to the Samuels in my life, in my community of faith, or in my house even. Those voices that say, hey, you need to think twice about this, and you don't know everything. And I hope we try to be that kind of community of faith here at First Baptist. We try to listen to those younger voices, Uh, whether it's sharing a testimony in church or 
Even like we were saying earlier, Abby will share about her Urban Promise Africa trip next week, next Sunday, and we'll get to hear about the life-changing work that God is doing in Africa through the voice of someone who is under 20? Yay! A teenager! So, as we close, I want us to pray. And maybe I'll give you permission to just look around the room a bit, to your left and to your right, to these generations that surround you today. And maybe you'll pray for an Eli in your world. Maybe they're actually here today, and you can pray for them in our time of silent prayer. Or maybe you'll pray for a Samuel that's nearby you. Pray that the Lord would embolden and empower and infuse those Samuels amongst us to speak that stinging, tingling word in our community of faith. And might we all take that posture that Eli and Samuel said to pray, Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Let's say that together. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Again, speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Let's pray together. I'll give you a season of silence, and then I will close. Calling God, hear our prayers for the Eli's and the Samuel's in our lives. Speak to us as we seek to be Eli's and Samuel's in the world. Whether you speak to us in a dream or by some dark night, whether in the hunger for beauty or the cry of the hungry, whether we're feeling weak or sensing our potential, calling God, speak to us. And we pray that you would continue to open the eyes of our hearts, open our ears, Lord, teach us to listen. Reveal yourself to us so that we might recognize and renew and answer your call. And in our answering, might we meet you and you, might we hear you saying, I will be who I will be. Amen.